Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about what we can learn from the warriors of our faith. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today I want to talk about the warriors who have gone before us in this faith, the tremendous sacrifices they made for the glory of God and what we can learn from their examples. And while I can think of lots of Christian warriors in my own life, and I hope you can too, we're going to focus on the ones we all know back at the very beginning of the early church. You know, when Paul hadn't even pinned the words, it seems very clear by Acts 5 that the disciples knew they were at war and they needed to don the full armor of God. They had the belt of truth. They had the breastplate of righteousness. They had the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, and they were charging ahead. But they weren't swinging swords. They weren't toppling governments. They were doing something far more powerful. They were giving God the glory rather than themselves, rather than anyone else. And that infuriated the people who were used to getting that glory and getting that honor. And so the high priest and the others around him intended to remove this disease from their sight. And they begin with a warning in Acts chapter 4. And Peter said, Salvation is found in no one else other than Christ, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And the Sanhedrin asked, you know, what are we going to do with these men? Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. But Peter and John, what did they say? They said, no, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You cannot be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. And so the authorities did what they had to do. They jailed them. They flogged them. Of course, later on, we see uh, them opening up an intense persecution on the whole church, which results in many of these Christian warriors dying all because of a few words they said. They weren't posing a threat to public safety. They weren't threatening the government. They weren't even carrying weapons. These warriors were fighting by helping people, by healing the sick, by reaching out to the poor, by standing against evil. I wish today our nation's enemies would take on those kinds of tactics. So why are the high priest and the Sanhedrin so angry with these apostles? what? Why are they making life so difficult for them? It's clearly not because of what they're doing, but why they're doing it. It's all about who is getting the credit. You know, the apostles, they perform all these signs, all these wonders, healing all these people, but never to bring glory to themselves. This was all about Jesus. In fact, we could go up to the beginning of the chapter to see a couple who failed to recognize that the core principle of the Lord's church is the Lord, Ananias and Sapphira. They tried to make the work of the church about them, and they both died because of it. And so I think it's a, a fair assumption as we go on in the history of the early church that at least for a while, those who were tempted to use the church to get wealth or influence or prestige for themselves, they might have been a little hesitant after seeing the example of Ananias and Sapphira. The, the believers who remained, they were dedicated to giving all the glory to Christ. And that 
infuriates the people who normally received all that glory. Now, they were second to someone when they were used to being first, and they didn't like that. In Acts 5, 17, Luke records, Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. It really wasn't about what the apostles were doing. This came down to a matter of jealousy. And that jealousy provoked them to throw the apostles in jail. These warriors were going to be beat into submission if it was the last thing the Sadducees did. But God, he wouldn't tolerate that. Verse 19, uh, it says, During the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go, stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. And at daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. And when the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to jail for for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. And so they went back and reported, we found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. And on hearing this report in verse 24, The captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. You know, maybe uh, I have to imagine those guards may have seen the Sadducees get jealous before and they didn't want to see it again. Someone said uh, there's two people or there are two things that powerful people really hate. Number one, it's when people don't obey them. But number two, and even more so, what they really hate the most is when they can't force people to obey them. They can't force it to happen. All powerful people have resistors. They can tolerate that. But when they can't break those resistors, that's what they really can't stand. And that seems to hit these people in power on the head. You know, these apostles, they could not be forced to submit. And the people in power are used to taking submission for granted. And here were the apostles, not only free from jail, But out in the temple, their turf, the the Sadducees' turf, telling their followers that there's a new king. That is bold. Verse 25, it says, Then someone came and said, Look, the men who you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. And at that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. And then the apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. And he said, we gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. And Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. Wow. You know, the next time someone says you should stay silent out of respect around people in authority, teachers, politicians, bosses, whatever. Show them Peter's speech here. Silence is not respect. It is apathy. It's true that we must show respect to people in high earthly positions. We must pray that they allow us to live quiet and godly lives. Absolutely. But we also must go to them, go to them on their turf. And the apostles went to the temple and tell them, listen, we must obey God rather than human beings. And we will not back down from that no matter what you do to us. And then we have to be prepared for the same response that the apostles got. In verse 33, it says, when they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. When someone is trying to stop us from obeying God, 
we should be so defiant that they want to kill us. Now, many of the things we do, it shouldn't be too upsetting. Like the apostles, we should care for the poor. We should forgive others. We should forge strong relationships. We should be hard workers. We should be uh, respectful to those we owe respect to. That doesn't sound like it should ruffle too many feathers, but it's not about what we do. It is about why we do it. It's all about who gets all the credit. The apostles did everything for the glory of Christ. And that is, I think, the trademark of all the great warriors of the faith that I've known throughout my life. You know, They did things differently. Some of them were missionaries who traveled all over to share the gospel. Others have been uh, parents who raised their kids to love and obey God. Others have just been people who use their everyday lives to show people the gospel. It really wasn't about what they did. It was about why they did it. To be a warrior of God, what matters is why we do things. Everything we do as warriors for Christ is to glorify him. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word. And I'm so glad you did it with us today. If you think that it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app, whether that's YouTube or Facebook or uh, Spotify. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every single day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.